Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beyond Grit podcast. If you're keeping score at home, and we certainly hope that you are, this is episode 10. I'm Tim McNiff, along with the one and only Dr. Cinder Kampoff, wearing a lid today, if you could only see this at home, folks. We hope to get a video portion out there at, at some point. You've had a day so far. I have. I had to take my certification exam uh, for uh, be, to become, I'm already a mental performance cons- consultant or coach, a certified mental performance consultant, but they just started the exam. So I had to take one, even though I've been like doing this work for 20 years. So I have got a cap on. It says blessed because I was just trying to get some good vibes. <laughs> to take the I test. love it. <laughs> so you've been doing this for 20 years and they tell you suddenly you have to take a test for it. Yes. A book on this. We know you're an expert. Were you still nervous? I was still nervous. And you know, what was really interesting, Tim, is like, uh, I took my time, you know, making sure that I like, you know, really answered the question and read it. Right. And then all of a sudden there was like 35 questions left with, uh, you know, like 15 minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So then I, I met my heart rate was increasing and I had to use my own performance psychology principles to like calm down, remind myself why I should be confident and, you know, give myself some positive self-talk. <laughs> now, if you're listening to Cinder and you're saying, man, I wish I could do that. That's why we're here. Exactly. Doing this, So you can learn how to do this too. Over the course of this podcast, we're going to go through the book, which is of course, Beyond Grit, never leave home without it. And through that, there are 10 practices and 52 chapters. If this is the first time you are joining us, We're going to review chapter nine, which we both said last week was our favorite so far. Yes. And yet we're going to chapter 10 and I'm going to tell you where chapter 10 gave me this boom, mind explosion, uh, explaining uh, at least part of my issues. I wish my mom was here to hear this because I finally have an excuse for my school performance (laughs) with her. But at any rate, (laughs) we get to chapter 10, we're going to go back to chapter nine and review, which was live and play with purpose. And for those people who maybe were joining us for the first time, when you were writing that chapter nine, live and play with purpose, where were you going with that? I was really going with that in terms of helping people have more clarity on why they do what they do and what really fuels them. And uh, our homework was to really have them write a purpose statement, which helps guide their work in uh, in business, in sport, in life. And so I'm hopeful that people did that. And in fact, you know what I'd say, Tim, is, hey, if you didn't write that, I would pause the podcast right now, go back and make sure that you write that. Because I think of all of the practices, it's, you know, per- perhaps the most powerful thing that you can write down. Well, and the beautiful thing about it is if it sounds intimidating, Cedric gives you step-by-step how to do that. 
She gives you a form for how to do that. If you're in the book, it's page 58. And uh, is it in the workbook also? I'm sure it is. Yes, yes. yes. So in the workbook, if you need to get that too, um, you know, get that and it'll have that so you can go ahead and, and put out your, your purpose statement on paper. And then you want to put that somewhere where you can see it because? Because you really want to have it inform what you do every day, what you say no to, what you say yes to. And I think it helps you stay more excited, more fueled, and more you know, living with purpose throughout your day. And then you wrap chapter nine uh, with your high performance power phrase. Do you want to share that? You wrote sure, it. Sure, I will. It says your power phrase is, I live and play on purpose. No one else has the same experiences, knowledge, and gifts as I do. I have a unique purpose and I live that purpose. There it is. Every week I'm reading the high performance power phrase. I'm like, I didn't write it. You should read that. <laughs> so you're trying to give people this, this, the, the, the knowledge that, I mean, I think sometimes we just devalue ourselves. We, we get into our own head and mm -hmm. you start thinking, well, someone else is the expert, but that's not me or I don't do that. And I think we devalue the sense of, well, you know what? You have gone through some things and you, you have had these things and no one else has, has experienced them the way you have. That in itself is unique value. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Tim, next practice, we're going to talk a little bit more about negativity bias and why we have it. But I think it's really easy for us to think about what doesn't make us unique, you know, how we're maybe the same. But to find your, what you're uniquely gifted to do, uh, it really helps, you know, I think really at the heart of that is helping you think about what makes you most unique. Well, and that's where we're going. Uh, we're going to go into chapter 10, and that is connect with your uniqueness. And uh, this is interesting because uh, chapter 10, you wrote it based on somebody else's book, somebody else's research. I did. So I was reading a book, you know, every vacate, every uh, summer, or actually it's kind of more like February, March, you know, we have to, my husband and I escape. escape. Yeah, we got to get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> and we realized that maybe about five years ago when we had some kind of warm climate to look forward to, it really kind of kept us excited and motivated. And so I read this book by um, Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. And it really uh, was an eye opener for me. And I thought this content really deserved to be in here because I think when people spend time thinking about their why and their purpose, I think the next step is to really think about where are you spending your time and are you spending it on the things that you're uniquely you know, designed to do. Um, and I think the power of this is when you connect your passion and your mission or your purpose along with your profession and uh, a word called your vocation, like what, what you're uniquely designed to do, then it really helps you get clarity on your, your guiding principles. It helps you get, get clarity on what you are uniquely designed to do and how you can give that to the world. I agree with all that, obviously, but one that really gave me the aha moment and sort okay. of blew me away. So like, this is, this is a peek behind the curtain you know, you didn't go to parent-teacher conferences when you were a kid. Like now, every kid goes with, you know, the parent. And you sit there and you talk in front. Back then, you like were home sweating it out. Okay. And my mom would bring home the report card and she would say, you know, how can you get an A in history and an A in gym class and you can get Ds in English and science, you know? And I'm like, because I don't like them and I don't need them. And I just wouldn't, and that's what I would say, Tim just needs to apply himself. And they're right, I did, but you know what? 
those were zone ones for me. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. And I didn't, you know, and I just was like, okay, looking out the window, when can I get out of here? Thinking about anything else other than what I should have been doing. So if I could go back and redesign my school experience, mm. have like basic survival, you know, just what do I need to know as far as sciences and what do I need to know? Well, of course, English, now I ended up in a career where I kick myself all the time for not paying more attention and, and you know, being a better a technical writer uh, and, and speaker. But all I wanted to do was, was go to lunch, go to recess, go to gym, and, and history was okay. You know, yeah. and I just didn't want to be there. So that was my, mm-hmm. so Dr. Hendricks lays out the zone of incompetence. I needed to pay someone else to go to my history classes, or I mean, my, my English classes and uh, my science classes and just say, what do I need to know to pass the test? I think that's the power of graduate school, Tim, you know, when you go to graduate (laughs) school, like that's usually in your zone of excellence. Like it's things that you love. Right. And that like, you know, uh, gets you really excited. So, right. But the zone of incompetence is the first zone. And these are the things that you're just not good at. (laughs) Um, and, and really what Dr. Hendricks says is that, you know, if possible, we should avoid these activities in this zone because it doesn't fulfill us. And maybe, um, you know, uh, really doesn't really serve us. So it includes tasks in our, our work life that maybe someone else could do better than us. And I think the hard part is school. You do have to go to take all those subjects. Of course. Uh, but really, as you get older, you know, that so many times we spend time on things that we're just not good at, um, that someone else could do equally as well as us. And, and not only that, you know, it drains you. I mean, you're spending somewhere, you're, you're spending somewhere, you're spending not only your time, but your energy in something that, that's not producing value. It's unproductive. So, I mean, it, there's, there's, you know, not only is it not a positive, it's a negative. So learning what those things are and learning to avoid them or how you can stay out of them, I mean, is, is beneficial in more than one way. So, uh, you know, before you get to uh, zone four, I mean, you really have to go through the, the three others. So we go from the zone of incompetence to the zone of competence. So the zone of competence are the things that we do well, but others do just as well. And uh, we can spend too much time in these activities. They don't necessarily drain our energy, but they don't for sure provide any fulfillment. Um, And so some examples that I was thinking about for my business, you know, like uh, social media, I'm okay at it, but somebody else is way better at it than I am. Or bookkeeping, I'm okay at it, but someone else is way better at it than I am. Um, and so really to help you spend the time uh, towards your zone of genius to what you're uniquely gifted at, we need to spend more time saying no to these things in our zone of competence um, and yes to things that are more in our zone of excellence, or our zone of genius. Right. So the next one uh, is your zone of excellence. Mm-hmm. And these are things that you do really well, but you can, they can trap you uh, because you're not really pushing yourself. You're not getting out of your comfort zone. You're not choosing courage. And so this is kind of the place where we can really get trapped. You know, we're doing things that we're really great at, but we aren't really pushing ourselves to really serve our purpose and go more towards our zone of genius. Um, things that we're good at, 
You know, so for me, Tim, it might be like, I'm really good at uh, delivering high school uh, team workshops. I could do it in my sleep. <laughs> and uh, it's so fun. I absolutely love it. But by doing it, I'm not really always pushing myself to really, you know, uh, develop my zone of genius. And my zone of genius might be a keynoting where it kind of pushes me, right? I have to prep for it. I have to really work at it, be, be really on point with things. Um, I think podcasting is our zone of genius um, to really help us think about like how, uh, how can we even be great at this even better than we are now. So our zone of excellence can be really a trap. Um, and maybe it's like even in sport where we're good at playing, you know, second base, but we're really, really good at pitching or we're really, really good at catching. Um, so the key is, is that you got to really dig deep. I think it takes a lot of self-awareness to understand what are you really gifted at. And, and you know, I think that's where, where courage comes into this whole thing. Because mm -hmm. Are you going to live a life of, you know, is, is it good to great? Are you going yeah. to, is that okay enough? Or should you take that next step? And some people are going to answer that, you know, one way others another, but where you really are striving to go to is your zone of genius. But to do that, there's a little discomfort potentially. There's a lot of discomfort, right? So are you <laughs> going to choose, are you going to choose a life of excellence? Or are you going to choose a life of genius? And what genius really means is the activities that you were uniquely designed to do based on your experiences, based on your gifts. Um, and throughout our lives, we kind of get glimpses at these things when, you know, maybe afterwards you're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. That was, you know, I was so on fire during, you know, that, that performance or during whatever I was doing that activity. Um, and if we ignore these, I think you can really experience kind of a loss of direction, a loss of purpose, um, failing really to thrive. So you thrive when you're experiencing your zone of genius, when you're doing the activities that you were uniquely designed to do. And what can happen is these other zone, zones can kind of keep us busy, right? Like they can be busy work instead of really what we're uniquely designed to do. Yeah, because two of the three are positive. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. you're competent at and you've got things you're actually excellent at, but you have to be disciplined enough to say, Ah, that's I, I really don't need to be there or I shouldn't be there. And I think you really do always have that voice in your head. I mean, like even when I think back in a former, you know, career that I had, I, I did a job that I was good at, but I was constantly frustrated because I had ideas and I had things I wanted to do and was always stymied by people in middle management. You know, I would go home and I would vent and I would fume, you know, they didn't have the same vision I had. They didn't, and I would say they didn't think big enough. Well, guess what? I needed to go out on my own and think bigger. And now it's on me, you know, whether I succeed, uh, succeed or whether I fail, it's, it's incumbent on me. I can't blame them, but I don't have to share that with them either. And I don't have to deal with it either. So I think there's that discomfort of, you know what, I got to leave the nest and I got to go yeah. out and do something bigger. Yeah. And I think what the best do really high performers, they pay attention to that when they're kind of stuck or trapped in their zone of excellence to help them have courage to push themselves to really move towards their zone of genius. Again, those are the things that you were uniquely designed to do. Um, and I think the best really pay attention to that. They work to stay in that zone of genius um, because that's when they're really engaging in activities that they're fueled by, that they thrive uh, by engaging in them. And uh, that's where they're serving their purpose and living their purpose. So this is where um, I love the book and how you did this because this is where most self-help books would kind of say that's how you that's what you need to do this is where you get into this is how you do it and to take people to figure out their area of uh, their zone of genius 
Dr. Hendricks provides a few questions, and uh, you put those three questions uh, in your book on page 63. Uh, do you want to read those? Sure. Yeah, so the first question is, what do you love to do? Like, you love it so much, you could do it for long stretches, you, can't, you wouldn't get bored. So what do you love to do is the first question. Second one is, what activities do you do that don't seem like work, right? That it seems like time passes by really quickly. Um, again, you could do it without, you know, being bored or tired. Maybe it's a, a time where you experience the flow, um, the flow or the zone, we might call it, where time passes by really quickly. You don't even notice that an hour or two have passed by. And then the third one is, what are your unique abilities? So what's the special skill that you are gifted with? And again, this takes a lot of awareness and self-reflection, Tim, to really um, answer these questions. But I think the first step is to just write down your answers. What do you think right now? Um, and then spend some time thinking about it more. And you close the chapter by saying, when you name your gifts and work to find your zone of genius, you gain more excitement and energy to live your life on purpose. Mm. And it's all about not only achieving that's that state of, of, of more effectiveness, but greater satisfaction because you're going to spend your time in doing something where you are absolutely meant to be. And, yeah. and um, it won't seem like work. And I think that's the genius of this whole thing is getting people, you know, to follow the, the course and get to that place um, where they may not even know that's where they're supposed to be. But through this process, they'll figure it out and then learn how to attain it. And I think, Tim, this is a journey throughout our lives. You know, I was uh, on a coaching call uh, right before we did this podcast with an executive that I coach, and um, she's kind of at this spot. She's, she might be like 40, 45 years old, even answering these questions now. She feels like she's at a crossroads. So um, I do think it's a journey where we have to constantly think, what is our zone of genius? And maybe that even might change as we as we grow and develop in our careers or our, our sport experience develops. All right, our homework for this week. Our homework for this week is to uh, list the activities in each of these zones. So in your zone of incompetence, things you're not great at, your zone of competence, uh, things you're good at, but someone else can do equally as good. Your zone of excellence, again, which means like things that you're great at, uh, but you know, that really don't fuel you. And your zone of genius, is the things that really are purposeful, what you're uniquely gifted, uh, gifted at. That would be your zone of genius. So spend some time outlining those different zones and the activities in that. And I think it'll give you a lot more clarity in how this applies to you. Um, and it, I think that's the first step in terms of spending more time in your zone of genius. And your motivating high performance power phrase, I own my unique skills and talents. I engage in the activities I love, which keeps me fueled and excited about my work, sport, and life. Now, if you're thinking, gosh, Tim, you guys can go through that pretty fast. Um, are you really wrapping it up already and you're about to panic? The answer is no, because there's more. Um, as we said on the way in, there are in the book uh, Beyond Grit, there are 52 chapters and 10 practices. And with the end of uh, chapter 10, we actually reach the end of practice two, which has uh, many concluding thoughts. And if you were with us on this entire journey, what you would have, have gotten this far uh, you, on your get clear for your purpose, you would uh, uh, learned how owning your why is a game changer, how your purpose statement is your inner guide that helps you choose how to think and act, and how your zone of genius includes the activities that you are uniquely designed to do. And at this point, they need to take out the grit board. 
you need to take out the grit board. Um, and so again, this is something we encourage people to do at the beginning of the podcast is get um, just a big whiteboard, a big post poster board. That's you can make it any size that you want. Uh, we encourage you to write down some of the things that you uh, you know discussed and thought about in practice one, which was grit. So your long-term goals, some of your short-term goals. And now we're encouraging you to on your grit board to write your why in a single sentence. So you did the so that exercise. So can you write your why into one sentence? Um, your purpose statement, uh, help you think about what you're fighting for. Maybe that's something you want to want to write on your grip board. And then your zone of genius activities to really help you stay focused on things that you're uniquely gifted at. All right. So there we have the uh, concluding thoughts for practice two. Um, your gritty person of the week. So my gritty person of the week um, I look back, Tim, uh, whenever we do these, I think about my week. And uh, this week on Wednesday, I had the amazing privilege of going on um, with my son's school on a field trip. <laughs> and we went to the Guthrie. And we saw uh, the amazing Christmas Carol. Mm. And my gritty people of the week is the cast of the Christmas Carol. And I sat back and I thought a lot about high performance as I was watching and you know how um, these actors have dedicated their whole lives in terms of getting really, really great at the skill of acting and how um, present moment focus is so important in acting um, and your goals and sticking with your goals um, and just like being authentically you is so important in uh, acting. And so I want to give a shout out uh, to Ebenezer Scrooge and uh, Nathaniel Fuller has spent 30 years um, as Ebenezer Scrooge. And so I was thinking about 30 years in this role. I think that takes a lot of grit and he was phenomenal. Um, I was watching his every move and uh, absolutely loved um, the theater. I'd never been to the Guthrie. So mm. that was uh, something that I need to keep on going back to. So loved the experience uh, and, and sitting there with my son was pretty awesome. Well, you're like me in that our background is sports. Yes. And, and uh, all of a sudden, my, my oldest daughter started to get into like, you know, five, six years old, what she wanted to do. And it was theater. And so that's, uh, she's in New York trying to make a career of that. So uh, what you're talking about, I yeah. know, understand experience, the sacrifice, mm. and, and the hustle that goes on, you know, to try to, to make and live their passion and mm. live what they've been uniquely uh, called to do. And so many, though, want, want to do that, you know, so it's, it's a extremely competitive thing. So grit is definitely an element in this. And, and one, I sincerely hope will be a Christmas gift uh, for, you know, um, my daughter, you know, to help her on that journey, you know, try to make, uh, make her dreams come true. Um, so my gritty person of the week. I could have easily gone back to the well and, and thought about this, uh, what I've been watching this week with the uh, proceedings in our nation's capital. Because mm -hmm. there were people there who showed up because they were answering a subpoena. And there were people that showed up who have to go to work the next day after testifying against their boss or their bosses. And that takes a little bit of grit. Uh, but we're not going to go there. Uh, last week at the National Sports Center, we had the um, Girls All-American Hockey Tournament. And this was the 27th annual. It actually predates both high school and college women's hockey in the state of Minnesota. And the original one, they had a club team called the Minnesota Thoroughbreds, and they played a scrimmage game against 
these college teams. And when this, the scrimmage was over, these college coaches lined up and were waiting for two girls to get off the ice. And they, they pulled the Jenny Potter, Jenny uh, Schmigdahl at the time, Jenny Potter now, and um, Winnie Brote, Winnie Brote Brown now, Winnie Brown. Uh, and they were 15 years old. And they both, they, they said to them, can we talk to you about uh, coming out and playing college hockey with us? And, and both of them uh, made commitments. And Winnie actually went for a year and then the University of Minnesota started their program. And she said, I've always dreamed about being a gopher. I, I got to go back. Wow. Winnie Brote is 40 something. That's all I'll say. And she's still playing professional hockey. Awesome. Awesome. And there she was, and she came back, and you had these young girls coming up and getting shirts signed and sticks signed, and frequently as it is, you know, moms and dads are kind of pushing them forward. If she's got the, if she has the, the, um, the, the, the professional jersey she's wearing now on, they know she's a part of, of the, you know, the Whitecaps, but they don't know who she is. But if you were to do your Mount Rushmore of women's hockey in Minnesota, your four top players, Winnie Brooke Brown is on that Mount Rushmore. And so to have her there at 42, talking to these little kids as they come through, making sure these girls, you know, keep growing this tournament, which now has, is capped out at 62 teams and more than a thousand girls and all of them girls, no boys. I mean, it's a phenomenal thing. And she's a pioneer and a special shout out to Winnie Brown for being my gritty person of the week. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So um, I have a little uh, treat for you. I have a little surprise for you. And I've been waiting for this because I know how much you're going to love this. Because I know how much I loved it. So during the course of the week, this week, I had somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I'm checking something here. And uh, it was a woman by the name of Stephanie. And Stephanie, I hope your name is correct. I'm saying Wallen. I work with a, a John Wallen, W-A-L-I, in down in Texas. That's how he said it. But I also know someone as Walleen. But I'll go with Stephanie Wallen. Uh, Wallen uh, Stephanie's on LinkedIn. She describes herself here like this as a difference maker plus positive performer, plus dedicated go-giver, employee engager in the greater Minneapolis area. She works for a company called Daily Printing Incorporated. She also has a landscaping uh, business on the side. So Stephanie sent me a little message through LinkedIn, and she said, Hi, Tim. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to your new podcast with Dr. Kampoff from the National Sports Center blog. I usually listen in my car on the way to and from work, so I need to gift myself time to go back and work on the assignments. I look forward to each new week. And I reached back and I said, Stephanie, what a nice message. I'm going to give you a shout out and record episode 10, Stay Gritty. And she came back and said, thanks, Tim. I finished episode nine this morning. I resonated with your comment about having to go through the materials multiple times to get the effect of every lesson slash chapter. I felt like I was drinking from a fire hose. Ah. There. I also appreciate how the two of you relate the content to not just athletes, but non-athletes as well. Here you go. This is the, this is part. Has, has it already been great? It's amazing. <laughs> this is our why, your, Tim. This is can why I put the cherry on your Sunday right here, Dr. Kampoff? Yeah, I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> here you go. I ran my first marathon this year at the Twin Cities and learned real quickly that it's a real mind game when it comes to endurance. Thanks for taking the time to cover this content and share your experience with the listeners. Awesome. Thank Stephanie you, Wallen. Stephanie. Amazing. Thank Amazing. you. Well, and I, so think, I think we should keep doing this. 
we got to keep doing this. I think about why we're doing it. (laughs) You know, it's, it's super fun to connect every week, Tim, but it's really for everybody who's listening. So um, keep setting those comments that helps fuel us. But then we also know what we need to keep on uh, doing in terms of, you know, delivering the content and how we're delivering it. So Stephanie, thank you so much from my heart. And if people want to reach out to you directly, how do they find you, Dr. Kampoff? Uh, you can head over to my website, drsyndra.com, or you can send me an email at syndra at syndracampoff.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, so you can send me a message there if that's a little bit easier for you. On Twitter, too. <laughs> Although I would say from LinkedIn experience, I would not use LinkedIn with Dr. Kampoff. She doesn't go there that often. I don't, but I, I will check it more. <laughs> all right. And then if you, you want to come to me, that's fine. Obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on all the social media platforms under my own name. And if you have questions for Dr. Kampoff or, or, or questions that, you know, I can just give you bizarre answers on. I'd be happy to do that too. Just reach out to either one of us and we would be thrilled to, uh, to share that content on the podcast. Uh, in the meantime, I want to thank you for joining us. The Beyond Grit podcast seeks to help you reach your peak potential and know that you can check out this and other great content on the NSC blog page, which is of course, Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us your questions and comments. I want to give Dr. Kampoff the last word. So I'm Tim McNipp. I want to thank you for joining us. Dr. Kampoff, close it up. Stay gritty, everybody. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSE blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.